This is Andy Thomas from the Masculine Journey Podcast, where we discover what it means to be a wholehearted man. Your Chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just seconds. Enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening and for choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. CAFX cars don't just run around a track. You drive them with your pistol grip power stick. And when you get good enough, you race them. AFX action doesn't let up because your power pack plugs right into the wall. I am the tune playing. Oh, maybe some mountain music. Welcome to the Christian Car Guy Radio Show. I say this calls for action, and now. What was right became me. You are the sun, I am the moon. You are the words, I am the tune playing. The holiness of playing cars today on the Christian Car Guy show. Yes, I said the holiness of playing cars. So <laughs> I can assure you, your father, he delights in the gifts that he gives you and watching you play and watching you enjoy them. So when I was a young man, uh, my brother and I, one Christmas Eve, were listening. We, we lived in the basement of this particular house and we heard my grandfather <laughs> And my father, we had apparently gotten a slot car race set for Christmas. And my father and my grandfather were up half the night playing this thing. And so we had a pretty good idea when we woke up Christmas morning. <laughs> but clearly they were having so much fun. So my my brother and I got one of those Aurora race sets that, that, that I'll never, ever forget. But, you know, I don't know if you remember the movie, The 24-Hour of Le Mans with Steve McQueen, but... You know, my brother and I went to see that movie, and we decided that we were going to have the 24-hour of Le Mans race, the slot car style. So we'd stayed up 24 hours. We played with this thing. Those cars back then, the little, the the ones that they had that looked like the Porsche 911, that was the blue and the and the orange, that was the one I had. My brother was in the Ferrari. He lost, obviously. <laughs> But they had little headlights on them, and we were up all night, you know. My parents would come in and bring us food. But you, can you imagine how much my father delighted in watching us play cars? So the idea, again, is the holiness of playing cars today. We're going we're to get to a lot of that. But I want to tell you another story. I heard this on a podcast this week on one of my favorite podcasts. It's the Ann Sons podcast from Ransom Heart. And the two sons were interviewing Dan Allender. And Dan Allender, you may know, is just like a world-class Christian counselor. Like, in my view, one of the best that's out there. He has a college like in Washington or Seattle somewhere where he teaches people. Just a phenomenal counselor. So one of the boys asked him about, you know, struggles during the COVID thing and how sometimes they're just within your own family and how when things can get under your nerves that seem like the smallest thing, it's a little bitty thing, but that's what gets under your nerves, and that's what drives you to do crazy behavior. And Dan says, now this is the counselor himself. So I'm listening to this guy. He's so authentic. It's hilarious. He goes, oh, I know exactly what you're saying. Let me tell you what happened. So I was going to go get groceries. My wife and I are both older, elderly, so or not elderly, but they're COVID, you know, susceptible and so they had been all hunkered down and they he was going to finally go out and get groceries but I told my wife now 
when I come back, when you see the car drive up, make sure you unlock the door so I don't have to touch the door handle. So we'll have to clean it, you know, so I can go right in and bring the groceries. And you can kind of see this setting up that there's going to be trouble in River City. So naturally, <laughs> and I can so relate to this. This sounds just like something I would do with Tammy. So he, he comes to the door. Of course, it's not unlocked. So he knocks on the door. Of course, no answer. He knocks on the door, eventually ends up like me many times, putting down the groceries, grabbing the key, unlocking the door, going in there. When he walks in, he doesn't take three steps in there. Is his wife sitting on the couch, and she's on a Zoom call with all these friends from elementary school. So <laughs> he says, you know, I couldn't just go, you know, renegade on her with all of her friends right there, so I waited until the Zoom call was over, and then I gave her everything that was on my mind. You know, I told her all the evils of COVID and how she's put our whole family, you know, this could cause somebody, you know, and she, he said, I just raged. But then immediately, I knew that, oh man, I've just really messed up, and I knew that I was gonna need to apologize, but I just wasn't up to it right then. I was just too upset, so I decided to go sulk. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, I could say, I was like, man, this sounds like me. <laughs> and he said, I decided to go soak. And I soaked for about an hour. And, and I was going to go upstairs and get something. I hadn't decided to deal with it. I knew I would apologize, but I didn't know when exactly that would be. And he said, on my way upstairs, my wife had hidden in the alcove. And she pops out at me like, boo. <laughs> and says, I know you're not ready to deal with this right now, but I just want you to know ahead of time, I love you and I, I completely accept your apology whenever you decide to give it to me. <laughs> and what Dan said was, and I think this is so true, this is so true, that that is the playfulness of God. And when he forgives you, it's just like that. He's gonna jump out at you and go, boo. And tell you how much he loves you and, and, and how much it's perfectly okay that it, it has to do with play. So this is the obvious topic that God's been working on me with. And the cool thing is we get to do a Christian Car Guy Theater, Plymouth's Progress 3 at the end of this show. Now, when you listen to this, you will note that I have got a special thing at the very end where the these people, the the voice actors in this case, that sent me their lines, have a tendency to play with me. They will send me little things in the recording when they send me their lines. I'm not sure where Jesse lives. I think he lives in Pennsylvania. Brian lives in Los Angeles. And so I'm getting these lines from wherever, and here come these little notes. So I, just to show you how people play when they're having fun, you'll hear in the end of the episode, the uh, Plymouth Progress Chapter 3, I, I gave you those outtakes so you could hear how people play. Specifically, have you ever put it together that actors play a part or musicians play music? Have you ever thought about that? God kind of just opened up my heart to this idea. So I'm going to let you in on a little secret. So shh, don't, don't, don't tell anybody, especially don't tell a Pharisee or a Sadducee because they will lose their minds. So here's the secret. Play and rejoice are the same word, and so is laugh in Hebrew. Did you hear me? Play and rejoice and laugh in Hebrew are all three the same word. What? Yes, it's true. Strong's number 87832. You go look it up. It's at ChristianCarGuy.com. I'll show you. So when David was dancing before the Lord, as he, you remember when the ark was coming in and he was dancing and his wife got all upset at him because he was dancing and it says he was playing? That's the word. In Psalms 104, when the Leviathan is out there in the water, he is playing. Or in Proverbs 8.30, when wisdom is playing before God, when it is Actually, God is making the world. He is playing. Oh, by the way, go see how many times they use the word for rejoice or how many times they use the word for laugh. So when you look inside the word, it's just like this absolutely thing. Now, have you really thought about a little kid out there playing? Is that not holy? I mean, look at it. Think about God watching those kids play. 
So when you look at the word in Hebrew, the first letter is a het, which, which means life. Excuse me, the first letter is a chin, a shin, which means sort of fire like passion. The second word is a het, which means life. And the third word is actually the, the letter for holiness. It's a kuf. So what? Playing is holy? Oh, absolutely it's holy. When you think about children's laughter, their play, what are they doing? They're rejoicing in the gift that the Father gave them. When we were playing in that, all that time, we were rejoicing in our Father's gift. I mean, this is a phenomenal thing. When you begin, to, when I got up this morning and I took a picture of it, I meant to post it. You could see where God had clearly played with his orange paintbrush this morning on the sunrise. I mean, it was like unbelievable. And he just had a blast. So when artists are doing their thing, you know, they are playing. When, when, the, when it ceases to be a, a work or an occupation that begins to be play, that's rejoicing. And so think about what Paul said. Play in the Lord, I say. And again, I say play. <laughs> so we got so much more play coming up on the Christian Car Guy Show. What's your play story? We're going to hear it at 866-348-7884. So much more coming up. Stay tuned. What should I do? Recently, Bill and Jane, members of my church, separated. Bill was having an affair, and because of this and the separation, he quit coming to church. Hi, I'm Karen Mulder with today's Caring Wisdom. Larry George says it's hard when things like this happen because you feel that in order to keep friendships, you have to take sides. And I know all too well that there are usually two sides to every story. Anyway, this situation made my heart ache, and I didn't know what to do. My pastor suggested that I contact Bill. So I text Bill and said, Hey Bill, this is Larry. I know this is awkward for both you and for me, but I want to be your friend. Later, I got a text back from Bill that said thank you. Since then, we have texted back and forth and plan to get together for lunch soon. Care well. God bless. Visit Karen's website, wisdomofthewounded.com for additional resources on how to care well. And now, your Pathway Minute with Dr. Robert Jeffress. I know there are some people who say, well, I just wish we didn't talk about this gay marriage stuff. It is so controversial. We should just keep silent about it and not talk about it. We do not do the world a favor when we stay silent about what God has said. Best-selling author Joel Rosenberg offers this wise reminder. He said, it is becoming politically incorrect to accept the Bible's teachings on these and other moral issues. Nevertheless, the kingdom of God is not a democracy. The Lord is not running for political office. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. What he says goes. How blessed is the man or woman who follows the word of God, not his or her own desires. Pathway Minute is produced by Pathway to Victory. To access the Bible teaching of Dr. Robert Jeffress, go to ptv.org. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. Winter marriages can turn to spring. Dr. Gary Chapman with a Love Language Minute. Most of us are self-centered. We focus on our goals. Often, we reach these goals and lose our marriage. How many men have climbed the ladder of vocational success to find themselves alone at the top? I can't believe that is what any of us want, but if we don't develop our marriages as we climb the ladder, both of us are losers. There's a better way. Focus on helping your spouse succeed. Find out their aspirations and how you can help. The scriptures say, it is more blessed to give than to receive. This principle is true in marriage. Learn the joy of helping your spouse succeed. Your winter marriage will turn to spring. Dr. Gary Chapman is the author of The Five Love Languages. For more, visit fivelovelanguages.com. 
It's time now for the Mefford Minute with Janet Mefford. Someone once told a story about a teacher who lost her life savings to a swindler through a business scheme. Brokenhearted, the teacher called the Better Business Bureau. Why didn't you come to us first, an official there asked. Didn't you know about the Better Business Bureau? The woman replied, sure. I just didn't come to you because I was afraid you'd tell me not to do it. Isn't that like a lot of people who won't turn to scripture for answers? Many say they trust the Bible and believe it is the word of God, but if they open its pages and read it, they fear their lives might change. They may have to repent of their sins or change a long held position on an issue, or they may have to start obeying the Lord in an area they'd rather not discuss. Hebrews 4 says the word of God discerns the thoughts and intentions of the heart and no creature is hidden from his sight, but the one who reads and believes it will be wise and rejoice. So don't wait, make the Bible your daily bread today. I'm Janet Mefford. For more of Janet's perspective, listen to Janet Mefford today or online at JanetMefford.com. The holiness of playing cars today on the Christian Car Guy Show. How does that holy? Well, I'm just saying that, wow, if you really begin to get inside this word play as I have today, and, the, you know, God just kind of started opening my mind to, oh, my goodness, when somebody is really a fantastic artist, at some point in time, they quit painting and they start playing. When somebody is a wonderful guitarist. At some point in time, they quit strumming the strings and they start playing. And just think how God feels about that, like Eric Little, you know, in Chariots of Fire. I can feel God's pleasure. When did that happen for you? You know, what was it? Maybe it was when you were a little kid and you were playing slot cars, or maybe you were working on restoring a car and all of a sudden it began playing. You know, I, they, they tell a story, well, before I say the, the story, I want you to call. I want your story. 866-348-7884. 866-348-7884. That word play slash rejoice slash laugh is all there at christiancarguy.com as well as the Christian Car Guy Theater, all our podcasts and all that stuff's there. So they they tell a story. One of the actually Morgan Snyder with Ransom Hart also tells this story about one time he went and visited this older man. And when he got there, he was on his riding lawnmower and he was looking at what he was doing. And it made no absolute sense that he was riding all over his yard, but there was no sense to the pattern. And, you know, obviously when he gets the guy comes up, he goes, well, I see you out there mowing the lawn. Exactly. What are you doing? And he said, I'm playing. <laughs> I mean, how cool is that when you think about that, that that when we take our work and we we figure out a way to delight it? I mean, let's look at it. You know, what little kid wouldn't love to get on that tractor and start making circles? You know, my father left us this powerboat. It's a little 16-foot bayliner. And we had a 13-year-old friend of a friend that came over on the boat. It was the first time he'd ever gotten on a boat last Saturday. And so I, I put my arm around him. I said, how would you like to drive? Oh, my soul. You talk about watching a kid love to play. And can you imagine? Just imagine with me. Does he go straight? Does anybody, any little kid grab a steering wheel and do they go straight? No, they don't. They, they're all over the place trying to get the feel of, of what that is. Of course, you know, it could be done safely. But nonetheless, you don't think God just sits there and goes ooh and ah when he sees somebody rejoicing in the gifts that he has given them. So, you know, one of my, in fact, I just started bawling earlier um, last night when I started to think through this. My father, I guess it's in the Dillmore line that we love to laugh, we love to play. <laughs> well, <laughs> my father, we, we had bought this house in Albuquerque, and he wanted to lay a, a brick uh, courtyard and there was this big courtyard but he wanted to do the brickwork himself because my father just liked that to do that kind of thing he was a car dealer but he liked to lay bricks so we get all these bricks out there and if you've ever done it you put out this sand and you're and you're laying brick after brick and 
and and I love to work with my dad. I bet you love to work with your dad too. And and we're out there, and went, he was chewing gum, and he and I'll never ever this story just stuck in my heart because he pulls the gum out of his mouth, and he said, "Son," <laughs> he said, "Someday," he said, "I'm going to put this gum under this brick, and someday when you know the archaeologists come through and find this." you know, excavation of this, of this ancient Albuquerque house, they're going to find the gum and they're going to say, look at this strange adhesive that they used back. <laughs> and so, you know, naturally my, my father, he was, he was playing. And, you know, those are the things where he would get us a great toy for Christmas. It was just always that he would be playing with it long before we did. So, how about yours? 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. We got Jan Dyer is in Moxville. Jan, you're on a Christian Car Guys show. Good morning, Jan. Good morning, Miss. How are you? I am wonderful. I'm wonderful. I'm anxious to hear your story. All righty. Um, first of all, let me proceed the whole story by I'm 77 now, but when I was 62, I went to Carowinds to do Top Gun, which was uh, the the simulated air, you know, it came after the movie, Top Gun. So I- That's I, a roller coaster, isn't it, Jan? Like a, as I've seen yeah, that thing, it's, it's like huge, fast roller coaster, right? Right, right. But it's more like um, from the air, you know, it's, it's the flight. Yeah, you hang down below it. It's not like right. it's up on top of the right. Yeah. Yes, my son Brad said it's the most like um, skydiving of any ride he's ever done. Well, get back to the story. I was 62, and I wanted to ride Top Gun 62 times. Yes, <laughs> so I, yeah, so I went you to... to do what? Yes, I'm crazy. Uh, but anyway, I, I told the kids, I went on a Tuesday when it, it was not so crowded because I had been going on Tuesdays with my grandson, Caleb. Um, so I told him, but I didn't take Caleb with me that day. I didn't take anybody. I said, I'm going to reach my goal. So I tell the kids that are helping you get on and everything, I said, now listen, I'm 62, and I want to ride Top Gun 62 times. I said, that's my goal. And the bathroom was just right next to Top Gun, so <laughs> I didn't have to get off and on a lot, just once. But they said, okay, we'll work with you. So I didn't even have to get off, but one time they would let me go to another car. I didn't have to be on the front. So when I got to 62... They said, come on now, make it 100. I said, no. I, said, I came here to do it 62 times, and I did it 62 times, and I did it in four and a half hours. And, boy, you talk about uh, a feeling of exhilaration that I had because that's too. And, and let me, i got to share this with you. My grandson now calls me Flower Child. And I told him, I said, you mean F-L-U-R since oh, I've been like... Oh, Jan, I know you, you felt God's pleasure when you were doing that. And I did, I did. It's we, great. Need, we need other people to call in with their story. 866-348-7884. 866-34-TRUTH. Jan, thank you so much. You made my day with that one. That's some playing right there. 62 times. <laughs> You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. This is Just a Thought with Ravi Zacharias. How God has inspired the songwriter from the box, from the Stainers, from the Mendelssohns to the Handels and the Wesleys and the Watts and the converted slave trader John Newton. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me and the young man who went insane and spent so much time in an insane asylum coming under the influence of John Newton and coming to know the touch of God upon his own life, William 
Cooper, who coming in and out of an insane asylum writes, God moves in a mysterious way, his wonders to perform. He plants his footsteps in the sea and rides upon the storm. His purposes will ripen fast, unfolding every hour. The bud may have a bitter taste, but sweet will be the flower. Blind unbelief is sure to err and scan his works in vain. God is his own interpreter and he will make it plain. Helping the thinker believe and the believer think. For more information, go to rzim.org. This is Barry McGuire. I'm a car guy, and I'm here to help you understand God's purpose for your life through the eyes of a layman. They say the definition of a religious fanatic is someone who's closer to God than you are. Well, I tend to run in the opposite direction from fanatics, but I love to be challenged by people who are closer to God than me. And when I find them, I try to spend as much time with them as possible because I want to be like them. If you want to feel comfortable in a compromised lifestyle, you'll hang out with people who live compromised lives. But if you want to grow in your relationship with God, you'll hang out with people who have a closer relationship with God than you have, who pursue every opportunity God gives them to share Him with others. That's where the fun begins and where the Lord wants you to live your life. Your job is to ignite revival outside the walls of your church by moving everyone every day closer to Jesus. If you need help doing that, go to ROTW.com. Here's Dr. Charles Stanley, keeping believers in touch with God. Justification is an act of God whereby He declares a person guiltless. He said it's impossible for man to be good enough. All the singing and the praising and the worshiping going on in heaven is going on to Jesus Christ. Why? Because He was slain. He was crucified. He was buried. He arose. He's the one who deserves the praise. He's the one who's worthy of worship. And all throughout eternity, men will be worshiping and praising and glorifying Jesus Christ because He has done for mankind what mankind could never do for Himself. We'd have to hush up all the angels in heaven if we figured out somehow how to get there without the blood of Jesus Christ. There's no way. For help and hope from God's Word, visit In Touch with Dr. Charles Stanley at intouch.org. If you choose to extend grace to others, you should know that some will take advantage of that. Hello, I'm Chuck Swindoll. Yes, there is a risk we take in putting grace into action. Oh, believe me, God will reward you. Count on it. But you must also be prepared to be hurt. Count on that, too. Some of you provided wonderful homes for your children as they were growing up. Yet, in spite of that, perhaps a child turned on you and took advantage of you. Does it help a little to know that God feels that kind of pain every day? when so many abuse His offer of love and grace. Let His grace carry you through all of this. Pastor and teacher Chuck Swindoll. Visit Insight for Living's website at insight.org. Don't you bring to me words that bring Sprang from me, warm the night, and what was right became me. You are the sun, I am the moon. You are the words, I am the tune. Play me. Today's show on the Christian Car Guy Show, the holiness of playing cars, but playing anything for that matter. Yes, and when you think about that song that Neil Diamond, clearly a songwriter, do you notice the words, like he said, you know, song that, that came to me, rhyme, he said that sprang from me. I mean, how amazing is it when we begin to play and those things just spring out and we are just having an absolute blast. And you could tell that Neil Diamond was doing that. Well, rejoice is that word. And can you imagine church? Like you were so excited to go to church that 
you get to go be with their kids and go out and play. Like when you were a kid, you get to go be with your friends and you get to just rejoice and have fun and sing and all those things with the faith of a child. You know, that's kind of no doubt what God has in mind in so many different ways. <laughs> so we would love your story along those lines. 866 348 7884 is the number to call in and share your story. We only have this last segment to do it. So, because we got Christian Car Guy Theater in the last segment. So, you've got to call in now. You know, 866 348 7884. And I need to mention before we get too caught up that coming on today at one o'clock on the Truth Network, if you're listening to the Truth Network, you're going to hear The Cure with Amy Cabo. And she's going to have a retired police sergeant on today. So that should be pretty impactful. It's a live show. You can call in and view your ideas on the current situation. But here's mine. God wants us to play well together. <laughs> how much cool, how cool is it when, when your kids love each other and you see them playing together, just like absolutely delighting in each other? That's the picture. However that works, I don't know, but... That's what the, that's I know that's what the father wants. We got Sarah is in Port Orchard, Washington. I love Sarah. I get to hear again. Hey Sarah, good morning. Good morning. <laughs> and and I've got you know, I've got what did what oh, it's wonderful what you showed about the the different words and that's rejoice and play. And uh you know, uh we're What's happening here in the Seattle area, everybody knows around the country. But, you know, my my grand, granddaughter, my my daughter's daughter, of course, <laughs> but anyway, she's been struggling and for a long time with leukemia. Mm. And uh, uh, she's been in the hospital, and there's been a, up and down things that going on. And anyway, uh, it's... Day before, uh, uh, let's see, Wednesday, uh, she was. It, it just seemed like uh, 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 it, we felt so uh, down. And my daughter was there, and you know, it was just uh, I was so down. And then uh, Thursday, uh, uh, they had to take her from the hospital here uh, and go uh, take the ferry and take her into Seattle to the Cancer Care Alliance. And you know what happened is that uh, I, I saw a parallel, and it made me rejoice. This sounds strange, but uh, in the middle of all this was a rejoicing because she went in the. My daughter described the ambulance that took her, medical ambulance that uh, it fully equipped with everything, and uh, the two attendants, and they took her to do the. Cancer Care Alliance in Seattle, and that's the best in the world. And uh, and I, my daughter told me later that uh, leukemia. I didn't realize it. I knew sort of, but that acute leukemia is a cancer. I mean, is a white cell uh, gone rogue, and it's it and it becomes a cancer cell that's fighting. And so there's this situation in Seattle. And and our we have a wonderful uh, government on in charge now that loves the Lord and calls on the Lord and and uh, and I, and I know that there's good justice that they brought into play and all these things we're praying for are in action and we pray for the wisdom that you mentioned and I realize that here uh, there's the parallel in. Our, my granddaughter has is surrounded now by the best in the world. The, the Seattle uh, Cancer Care uh, Alliance, uh, it's, it's the best in the world, except perhaps uh, in Israel. But uh, so in all of the middle of this, I'm rejoicing and I'm uh, praising the Lord. Well, Sarah, I've known you for a number of years now, and, you know, just to the very beginning of the discussion, everybody could hear the laugh. I yeah. mean, Sarah's <laughs> laugh. And if you know Sarah, yeah, she she has that laugh. That is yeah. 
that is her rejoicing, right? In the midst yeah. of all the stuff, but just knowing that that the father's gonna he's gonna handle this. And and yeah. what's your granddaughter's name so we can all be praying for her? Erica. E-R-I-K-A, Erica. Well, let's just pray for her right now, Sarah. Lord Jesus, thank you for Sarah and that laugh. And I'm betting that Erica's got the same laugh and the same joy in you. So we pray right now that you would not only help the best in the world, but you're even the better best. (laughs) And that you would heal her and and take these rogue cells. And help them get yeah. in line with her body in, in the way you originally designed it and the way you originally designed all our cells to play well together. <laughs> help us to do that in Seattle and help us to do it throughout the country. And I thank you so Amen. much for my friend Sarah and for her calling in today. In Jesus' Amen. name I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, I got thank Diane. You. Sarah, I got to get to her. But thank you. Thank okay. you for calling in today as always. And, I, and, and it's nice to know how we can pray for Erica. Thank you, Sarah. God bless you. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Bye-bye. All right. We have Diane is in Raleigh. Diane, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. Good morning to you. Anyway, I felt led to play, uh, to, to call. The Lord goes, call, tell a, tell a story. So, um, I don't know if it fits in with all that you're saying, but I felt like it did. And it's like the God, I mean, God just brings up different memories. So oh, it's wonderful. When I was about 10, my parents broke up. And so I remember I used to go to church and I'd say, Jesus, you could be my new dad if you, mm. you know, if you want to, since you love me so good. So all my life, it's like I have treated him like a dad. It's like I thought the world of him and, of course, did my own thing as a teenager and et cetera, et cetera. But what I wanted to share was... Um, uh, later on, it's like I taught school, and as I um, as I taught school, a lot of times at, at the end of the day, I would, it's, I used to say God gave me two games we would play. One was called the permission game. My Bible study teacher should always say, now, why did you name it that? I said, well, or one was called the onion game. And I said, why did you call it the onion game? I said, because me and God, we'd peel a layer, and then I'd cry. <laughs> until we got to, until, oh, I love until, that. <laughs> that is until we got down to the very core of what it was that he was trying to show me. And so the other one uh, game was called the permission game. And so I would say, Lord, I give you permission to show me whatever it is that you would like me to see about myself. And so as we would go on, then I would just get quiet to see what he brought up in my heart. Sometimes it was really good, and of course, sometimes then it's like, you know, I told him I didn't want to play anymore. Okay. <laughs> An example of that would be, uh, it's like as I taught school one day, it's like I really got on two students' cases that were really misbehaving. And the Lord goes, you have the audacity to treat them the way you do. And I said, did you not put me in a position to, uh, to correct them? He says, yes, but you must do it with love. And I said, well, I am out of love. <laughs> and he said, but as we progressed it's like i said well i said lord i see what you're saying okay so and then this uh another time it's like i'd be taking a walk and it's like as i walk in he goes diane look at those leaves so i'm like one of those little kids that do a quick lit look and think i saw and i say oh I said, oh, yeah, they're really nice. He goes, no, no, look again. So about the fifth time he would tell me, I would notice the character of each of the leaves on the bush. And I'd say, oh, I said, they're like people. I said, they're all the same, but yet some have flaws and they have all intricate details. I said, they're beautiful, Lord. I said, you are such a great artist. And I go five feet and they have me look at another bush. Oh, <laughs> and wow. another. Diane, and I, I can't. Stand that we got to go to the break because okay. that's such All a right. wonderful. I'm never going to ever forget your onions game and your permission game. Those are exactly that's playing. That's my idea okay. of rejoicing in the Lord always. And again, I say play. So <laughs> we got Pilgrim's Progress coming up. Stay tuned. Thank you for listening. You're listening to the Truth Network and TruthNetwork.com. 
What should I do? Recently, Bill and Jane, members of my church, separated. Bill was having an affair, and because of this and the separation, he quit coming to church. Hi, I'm Karen Mulder with today's Caring Wisdom. Larry George says it's hard when things like this happen because you feel that in order to keep friendships, you have to take sides. And I know all too well that there are usually two sides to every story. Anyway, this situation made my heart ache and I didn't know what to do. My pastor suggested that I contact Bill. So I text Bill and said, hey Bill, this is Larry. I know this is awkward for both you and for me, but I want to be your friend. Later, I got a text back from Bill that said thank you. Since then, we have texted back and forth and plan to get together for lunch soon. Care well. God bless. Visit Karen's website, wisdomofthewounded.com, for additional resources on how to care well. Join us here each week for A Call to the Nation with Pastor Carter Conlon, brought to you from Times Square Church in New York City. You cannot defeat the voice of God. You cannot defeat the God of eternity who brought his son out of the grave after three days. That voice can never be silenced. Make this your place to be each week for a powerful message from God's Word with Pastor Carter Conlon here on A Call to the Nation. Hi, I'm Johnny Erickson Tata, and as a quadriplegic, it's frustrating to have other people dress me being paralyzed, I don't have the ability to put on my own clothes. And sometimes, I sure do wish I could pull on my own sweater or coat. But recently, I came across Isaiah 61, where it says, My soul rejoices in my God, for he has clothed me with garments of salvation and arrayed me in a robe of righteousness. Friend, when it comes to the righteousness of God, there is absolutely no way you and I can dress ourselves. God does that for us. And if we try to clothe ourselves with garments of salvation, as the Bible puts it, it'll end up looking like filthy rags. And so now I have gained a whole new appreciation for not being able to get myself dressed. Join me today in praising the Lord for His robes of righteousness. For when it comes to our salvation, let's leave the getting dressed part to God. This is Carter Conlon. Mark chapter 4, verse 37 and 38. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? When I was a boy, I remember an old country song. It was called, Send Me the Pillow That You Dream On. I suppose in some way it speaks to you and I about longing and about love and about rest. But though in the storm, Jesus had total confidence in the love, the keeping power, and the faithfulness of his Father. His confidence in the storm should be the envy of our hearts. In our seasons of trial, we would do well to cry out not about our perishing, but for the place of rest where his perfect love promises to calm all of our fears. This is Carter Conlon. Remember, my brother, my sister, it's time to pray. And I pursued her further and I said, honey, are you all right? This is Focus on the Family Minute and Kim Meter recalls how God showed her his compassion through a woman she encountered. She just cracked and she moaned and mourned and wept for about 45 minutes. And finally she said that it occurred to me that the only way to make my pain and my suffering stop was to make my life stop. And when you called me, I was holding a gun to my head and I was trying to pull the trigger. And in the aftermath of that night, as I waved at her and her taillights went down the driveway, the Lord allowed me to see his perspective that my tragedy was needed to stop her tragedy. This is the wild perspective of our God. More from Kim at familyminute.org. for Christian Cargai Theater with today's episode, A Plymouth Progress, Episode 3. 
The Plymouth Progress is purposefully and completely based on John Bunyan's classic, The Pilgrim's Progress. Today's episode three is at ChristianCarGuy.com, both as a podcast with episodes one and two, so you can easily catch up with the series. But also, you can find and follow alongside the original book for today's episode, and more importantly, the scripture references that go along with today's episode. And those help greatly in the interpretation of the Plymouth Progress. Now I saw in my dream that when old Oldsmobile Obstinate was gone back, Plymouth Valiant and Prius Pliable drove over the plain, and thus they began their discourse. Come, neighbor Pliable, how do you do? I am glad you are persuaded to go along with me. Had even Obstinate himself but felt what I have felt of the powers and terrors of what is yet unseen, he would not thus lightly have given us the back. Well, now that it's just you and me, Valiant, Tell me again how amazing these things are, how much fun we're going to have, and oh, and where are we going? You say it's a kingdom? Well, I can better conceive of them with my mind than speak of them with my tongue. But yet, since you are desirous to know, I will read of them in my book. And, and do you think that, that the words of your book, uh, are they like... For sure? Oh, yes. Verily, for it was made by him that cannot lie. Oh, okay, okay. So, so lay it on me. How cool is this going to be? Well, there is an endless kingdom to be inhabited, and everlasting life to be given us that we may inhabit that kingdom forever. Okay, okay. And? And there are crowns of glory to be given us and garments that will make us shine like the sun in the firmament of heaven. Awesome! And what else? Well, Pliable, there shall be no more crying, nor sorrow, for he that is owner of the place will wipe all tears from our eyes. And and who's all going to be there, Valiant? There we shall be with the seraphims and cherubims, creatures that will dazzle your eyes to look on them. There also you shall meet with thousands and ten thousands that have gone before us to that place. None of them are hurtful, but loving and holy. Everyone walking in the sight of God and standing in his presence with acceptance forever. In a word, there we shall see the elders with the golden crowns. There we shall see the holy virgins with their golden lamps. There we shall see men that by the world were cut in pieces, burnt in flames, eaten of beasts, drowned in the seas, for the love that they bear to the lord of that place. <laughs> they will all be well, and clothed with immortality as with a garment. Well then, this is where the rubber meets the road, old buddy. Let's floor it. Oh, Pliable, I cannot go as fast as I would by reason of this luggage that is on my rack. Now I saw in my dream that just as they had ended this talk, they drew near to a very miry slough, or mega mud puddle that was in the midst of the plain. And they, being heedless, did both slip suddenly into the mud. The name of the mega mud puddle was Despond. Therefore they wallowed for a time, being grievously caked with mud up to their wheel wells. And Valiant, because of the burden that was on his rack, began to sink beyond that. Valiant? Valiant, where, where are you? Valiant, where, where are you? My windshield is so covered in mud I can't see you. Truly, I do not know, Pliable. At that, Pliable began to be offended and angry. You don't know? What in tarnation is this? Is this the bliss you promised, Valiant? This ain't pay dirt, brother. I, I'm up to my axle here. Oh, well... I don't mean to mudsling here, buddy, but if I get out of this mud with my life, I'm coming clean. You can make these tracks Lone Ranger-style, Valiant. And with that, Prius Pliable floored it, slipping and sliding his way out of the mire on that side of the mega mud puddle, which was next to his own house. So away he went, and Valiant saw him no more. Tune in soon for the next exciting episode of the Plymouth Progress. Now... Here's Danny Dipstick and Randy Radiator to review today's episode. Uh-huh. Randy, I believe Prius Pliable thought Valiant was a stick in the mud. But I believe Valiant won that by a landslide. <laughs> oh, boy, Daddy. You know, 
for Fireball to make it to the Celestial City seems like a long stretch to me. <laughs> to add to that, Fireball and stretch. <laughs> you know, and whilst he was daydreaming in the car wash, after his muddy experience, he was wishy-washy. <laughs> You know, Danny, the good way is not easy. Old Prius Pliable seemed to just want what was in it for himself. Uh-huh, Randy. Being a hybrid, you would think he would expect a battery of tests. Hey, hey, Danny. What do you call a frog stuck in the mud? <laughs> Un- Hoppy! Oh boy! Hey, you know, Pliable was very, very unhoppy. <laughs> Speaking of mud, Danny, why are worms so easy to get along with? Because they're so down to earth! <laughs> oh boy! Hey, Danny, Danny, here is a good one. <laughs> what do you do when you get your toes stuck in the mud? Call a tow truck! Oh boy, Daddy, see? T O E T O W! Oh! Say goodbye, Daddy! <laughs> see you later, Radiator! So, as promised, I wanted to give you an example of how the amazingly gifted voice artists of Christian Carguy Theater play with me at times. Of course, they never knew that I would end up using this in the show today. But I thought you might enjoy the little notes that they give me as they're giving me their lines at times, but also just an example of the many talents that they have. We'll start off with Brian Habicht, which you can find all his bio and information at christiancarguy.com under the cast and crew page, and you can see all about these guys. But Brian was the voice of Pliable in today's episode, as well as Randy Radiator, and he's played a lot of different roles, including Eustace and many others. Shaddam that you'll hear in this little soundbite today. And then the message he sent me this week. So, Stephen, you say you were on school property while it was closed for the holidays. A planning a Christmas meal for the hospital bound? <laughs> Do you really expect me to believe that? Bah humbug. Ah, sleepy. I, I so sleepy. Rest. God would want me to rest. Yes. Hey, Robbie. I just realized, as I'm recording, I could send you a little hi every once in a while on uh, recordings. <laughs> I'm pretty smart. <laughs> anyway, hope you're well. Um, all in Los Angeles is fine. Next up is Jesse Cordy, who is just a phenomenal actor. And in this week's episode, he was the voice of Valiant, but he also played Noir slash Lazarus and Fernando Fuel Injector. So here's a few examples of that, along with the way he was playing with me when he sent me his lines this week. Well, we ask you to help Pastor Jack and his family help his son John to be delivered. And my little Cochita, Anita, Intake, and I agree together. Amen. <laughs> Perfect. Now get your tail back here. We need to change into fine fit parts. Get up. Jesse Cordy. Valiant. Christian Car Guy Theater. Two to three reads on each line. I'm hoping you can see with me that here are these phenomenal professional actors. They are donating this time to us completely and giving it to us as a gift to God and delighting and playing in the gifting that the Father has given them. Again, you can find all this information, all the past episodes, you know, all these Christian Car Guy theaters are all absolutely free, all at ChristianCarGuy.com. All the podcasts of all shows, by the way, are all absolutely free at ChristianCarGuy.com. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you enjoyed playing with us. And we asked that you would slow down. Jesus walked everywhere he went and got it all done in 33 years playfully. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Christian Car Guy Show. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com.